0: Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, The Eclectic Approach, Untold Physio Stories, and Edge Mobility System. And my new co-host is Dr. Andrew Rothschild,
1: also with uh, Eclectic Approach, Modern Patient Education, and now at Spear Physio.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It's a great acronym. Sometimes you can ask Andrew what it stands for. I I feel like it's going to change every single time he says it, but we'll see if it stays consistent.
1: It's very possible.
0: Right. So you have a story for us today. I a do. good one. A I good finally one have a,
1: a, a positive story, as opposed to all my negative stories. I feel like are the ones I've shared the most.
0: Yeah, I know. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's okay to have a win every once in a while.
1: Yeah, I think it's good because you know that's kind of like I think the the great thing about this podcast is that on most other podcasts and interviews, you just hear about all the wins and how great everyone is. You don't hear about all the uh, mistakes and failures. But I think it's good to kind of bring those to light sometimes.
0: That's right. We're human, after that's all.
1: That's right. For once, I do have a positive one, Uh, and it's about a patient I'm still currently seeing. And she is a a teacher. Uh, Well, first of all, she's a parent of a a kid with uh, autism, and she's a a special needs teacher. So she kind of is getting it on on all sides now in terms of the the stress that kind of comes with that uh, environment. But she was, a lot of the kids that she deals with have some emotional and behavioral problems, and so she was actually hit in the chest uh, with a... Uh, like a metal pencil box from one of her kids from the left side of her chest, um, and basically it was like a you know blunt force trauma. And she you know developed some chest pain. She ended up it looked like she had maybe a slight bit of a rib fracture and some inflammation sort of around the lungs. But she was also getting these sort of you know thoracic outlet type symptoms tingling in the arm, She had a little bit of neurodynamic mobility restrictions, and she would have you know, get coldness in her hand, um, like feel cold it would also be temperature cold a little bit. And what would be interesting was that I, I, my boss has one of those laser temperature gauge thingies. And pew, pew. Yeah, we brought it in. And so we would, we would start to get like some objective baseline testing, you know, because sometimes I touch her hands and just by feel it like it would feel normal to me, but it would feel perceptually cold to her But so I could get a little bit of skin measurement and compare. Sort of when she first came in after doing a movement after doing an exercise or a manual treatment or even you, you've been using the mirror box as well and the temperature would would normalize for example after using the mirror box so she might come in it would be like 81 degrees on her right hand which was the uninvolved hand and 76 degrees on the left hand do mirror box for a few minutes and then recheck it it would feel warmer and then it would also measure warmer with the um, laser measurer uh, so
0: that was really interesting. That is interesting. wait, wait, wait I have to stop. Was she because yeah. there's two ways to use a mirror box, right? A, a very sensitized limb is actually yes. not going to move while it's in the mirror box, and you're only going to move the uninvolved. So you kind of it looks like it's moving, but the from the illusion, but it's not actually moving because it's too sensitive to move. Was she not moving or was she moving? She was not moving. Oh, she was not moving and it's still, the temperature's yes, coming up. Yes, yes. Okay, that, yeah. that, okay. That, that, makes makes it,
1: that makes it even more interesting. Yeah, no, Yes. she was not moving the involved limb and just moving the uninvolved limb. Um, I was also doing it more for like the the paresthesia part too, not that it was too sensitive to move, but more for the paresthesia to see if it would change sort of the, the, the perception of it. Because, you know, doing different tests, it, I, I was still having a hard time of getting a, a, a real handle on where that those symptoms were coming from because it really wasn't from the neck. It really wasn't it didn't follow, you know, your classic patterns it was more diffuse type symptoms, not a clear, you know, radiculopathy type referral pattern, um, but it definitely would change the tingling and it would change the temperature using the mirror box and even sometimes doing some uh, thoracic and rib mobilizations would also result in changed uh, temperature. Um, but overall, she was still having these. Tinkly, we, we weren't able to do things that would make lasting changes. So it was always like these short-term changes, and any kind of activity or exercise she did, sort of the upper extremity, seemed to just flare things up. Um, and so, we, the last few weeks, we started talking about mindfulness. I talked to her about mindfulness, and um, and I introduced her to a couple of different apps. And then she started trying using. She was using Headspace on her own a few times, and she then she also started using it. Uh, with her class so with her class of special needs kids and she's been using it now five or six times and she's actually been putting this on Twitter and I've retweeted it a couple times and she's and she's copying her administrators and principals and the school board uh, on what she's doing and she's trying she's trying to start to track and see if it affects sort of like test outcomes of the fact that she has all the data from like the first couple quarters and then now starting to use some mindfulness on a regular basis and she's had a couple individual kids who've had some know special emotional and problems and they've come up to her and she's had them just do some breathing or even gone through a few uh a short mindfulness session session from the app and they're, they're they're verbalizing how much better they feel and making can that she can visually see sort of them relax and calm down so it's really interesting the fact you know she's taking this she's applying it to herself and she's applying it to her class and the most interesting thing well that, that's that's part of the most interesting thing. But the other interesting thing is uh, she emailed me the other day saying that all of a sudden her arm is not, doesn't feel as tingly. And like I said, nothing for the past couple of months that we've done has really had a lasting effect on the tingling. But now that she's been doing mindfulness on her own for a couple of weeks, all of a sudden she's not having that consistent tingling. And is that, is it because of that? I really don't know, but it's just an interesting coincidence at least. Um, and you know, we, we know what the the outcome of of mindfulness training can be in terms of pain and stress reduction, but this is just a nice real world example. I thought, and the fact that she's applying it with her kids uh, is also really great.
0: That's super interesting, and uh, what a great way to pay it forward. I mean, I think most people wouldn't do that with your standard PT treatment. You know, it's not like if ISTM helped their neurodynamics as a teacher, they're not going to go start doing ISTM on on their kids. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's that's the uh you know, there there are obviously a ton of studies out there that we've reviewed that show that mindfulness helps with every from everything to pain to stress reduction to addiction. And, you know, there are obviously just as many studies that show it, it doesn't really have significant effects like everything, because really everything either is gonna work or it's not gonna work. Right. Right. Mostly due to non-specific effects, but that's that's very interesting. I mean, I'm I, I think that maybe it potentially could be her breathing, even normalizing um, bicarbonate and CO two outputs. You know, I'd like to have measured her breathing with the capno trainer device that I use because I've gotten TOS like symptoms to reduce um, and coldness in hands to change it, uh, as a perception and also the temperature just by changing breathing strategies, normalizing CO2 output or ATCO2, which you can only measure objectively with a Kapno trainer. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, um, that's super interesting and a perfect lead in to why, where can you learn mindfulness as a physical therapist or a clinician? <laughs>
1: well, Ursula, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you can learn it through my course, modern patient education, uh, through the. Wow. online seminar or the live version where we talk about that and how you can apply it in your clinical practice.
0: That's great. And the online version comes with several uh, sample sessions that are audio recordings from Andrew. And also um, you don't have to use the audio if you don't like his voice for whatever reason. I think it's great. That's right. I it's, mean, if you
1: like my voice uh, on this podcast and you just want more of it, that's a way to get more.
0: For sure. You could just play the podcast and the patient will actually... The podcast itself is a mindfulness session. Just mute me out <laughs> and uh, the patient will just instantly have stress reduction.
1: Or stress decrease, so you, either way.
0: Right. You can you can find that at modernpatienteducation.com. Uh, if you want to take any of our other eclectic approach courses online, they're all at com, or you can look at dot com. Make sure to subscribe to our email so you don't miss any kind of exclusive t- discounts on Edge Mobility System. You get all our blog updates all our podcast updates. Thanks to Uptalk Media for hosting. I hope to see an Eclectic Approach course soon this year. If you like our podcast, please share it with everyone. You can subscribe now on Stitcher, Google Podcast, iTunes. Uh, not on Pandora yet, but that's a select few. Uh, and also on Spotify. And where can people find you again, Andrew? You can
1: find me uh, at uh, modernpatienteducation.com, but also social media at spear underscore physio but for both Twitter and Instagram.
0: All right. Maybe we can have a nutrition-focused uh, episode next. Oh,
1: that'd be fantastic.
0: All right. We'll see you. Bye.